The Ringer's Charles Holmes and co-host Grace Spellman present the most notorious new podcast in the industry, The Ringer Music Show. Every Tuesday, they'll bring you the latest news, the hottest takes, and the deepest reporting about the wild world of music and the chaotic industry that creates it. Check out The Ringer Music Show exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Cherry. And I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts. Here to discuss our deepest, darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle, hip-hop, video games, anime, whatever the F we feel like talking about any given week, if we're being honest. This week, I think we're mostly going to talk about a few different things going on in rap music simultaneously at the moment. Uh, yes, we will talk about the Kanye drink champs interview in a bit. I think first we want to talk about Travis Scott and Astro World. Uh, yeah, just because that's like a huge story at this point. Um, Mike, are you want to summarize uh, like just this is obviously like a developing story still, even right. Um, so I mean, like I don't even know what the tally is at at at, at last. Uh, it's eight people. Well, I, injuries so I, okay. is a lot. Eight so, people dead. All right. So d- d- let me start from the beginning. So uh, Travis Scott has had this sort of, um, you know, since he's become like an event album artist, like I'd say like since 2017, 2018, has been like a fixture of like Missouri City, Texas, local government event stuff like and has like an an actual Astro World fest that he that he throws. Uh and you know, I think that like of the new class of artists, maybe like him and Chance have reached solo fest tours aside yeah. from Drake. Um like level. Uh so like you know, big deal. Anyway. Um Oh yeah, sorry. Excuse me. I, like, and and obviously Tyler too. Sorry, it's there. Yeah. There's it's Tyler oh, okay. Chance, Tyler Chance, and Travis have their have their own. Uh, you know, they they they've reached their own solo festival status. And in a way, I feel like um, their festival. It's like an extended universe, right? Like that's definitely what Asher World looks like. It's like the Travis Scott extended universe, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like the the um, yeah the flyer for Astro World Fest was uh, this year was a play on 
that famous Inquirer cover of like, you know, the bat kid, uh, the bat baby or the, the diva baby who knows what lies beneath mm. uh, cover, you know, with the big beady eyes and the Nosferactu sort of features. Anyway, um, it was big deal. Uh, but then in, on the first night of the, the fest, Basically, there was a crowd surge and there were untold numbers of injuries and at least eight deaths. Um, And it was just extremely tragic. Um, There's not really any other word for it. Yeah, Um, and it's like there's footage you can sort of watch. um, The the way it plays out is really uncanny, right? Because it's like it's when Travis takes the stage that basically, you know, it's like the crowd compresses toward center stage and you can see footage of a bunch of people in the crowd sort of realizing something's wrong and they're all kind of gesturing for security and it's you you basically watch like 30 minutes pass before security can really figure it out and then apparently it's sort of travis himself is noticing stuff from the stage and uh yeah it, it just sounds like this super nightmare situation um you know, people are filing lawsuits already. They're huge. It's like New York Times reporting about it. And I, it, it feels uncanny. It feels worth talking about because it's like, I remember um, this was this was so this was such a part of Travis escaping just sort of being like in Kanye's orbit and instead Travis himself becoming like a legit rap star. I just remember that first year of that really Right. When it was just Mm -hmm. there were so many stories that were like, yo, Travis Scott concerts are nuts. You know what I mean? And you see footage of people in trees and shit. And it's just like like there's a specific culture or like subculture to a Travis Scott concert that is very, you know, kind of proudly manic, frankly. Like there is I like I uh, was looking at the before we hopped uh, on to record. I was I was looking at the first bits of the Look Bob I Can Fly documentary, the Netflix yeah. doc yeah, that yeah. came out. And it's like there is just this kind of like swelling, creeping, like uh it, you, the disaster movie trailer music uh playing yeah. in the background, uh like spliced with like shirtless teenagers screaming into the camera about how you know, Travis Scott saved their lives. And also like, I can't believe the cops came and shut the show down, Uh, you know, interspersed with shots of, you know, all the pyrotechnics from the bird's eye tour and the, 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 the crowds, the, the, the stage diving. And like at one point, the unconscious bodies of like one or two fans being carried like, you know, past to like a walkway so that they could be put on a stretcher and carried out of the show. It's just like a very, it's a, it's a thing. Like I, I think I've told you this story before. Like, I mean, like my, the first Travis Scott show I went to, I was in a mosh pit and got, hit in the mouth so hard that my front tooth went through my bottom lip. Like, it's like a thing. Like, it's a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, say more. So, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, like, so, I, it's, you can, 
see where something like this could have, like something like this could have happened, especially because like everything is so loud and over the top and it's supposed to be pandemonium and chaos. And yeah, there's, there's also like footage in that documentary of him being like, you know, like let some more people from, you know, the general admission, whatever, come down to the floor, like security, let them go. Like there's like the, the tension between Travis Scott, the, the, the event security, the fire marshals and the local police department usually is like, you know, very high, you know, when he's performing and it, at any time. Yeah, for sure. And like, look, man, lots of different rap concerts can can be dangerous for different kinds of reasons. But I think you you get at how like with Travis, it's a very specific subculture of like raging, right? As he puts it. Um, I just I, I swear, man, I remember like back in that breakout moment of Travis Scott. Uh, like, first of all, I'll say I I was not I didn't really get Al Pharaoh, right? And so after that, even as much, even as somebody who loves Jesus, right? Like I remember that breakout Travis Scott moment when everybody was talking about, you know, those first big Travis Scott concerts. I, that was like a huge part of why I didn't like dude. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I'm never going to this biggest concert. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get my tooth knocked out. You know what <laughs> I mean? But especially like, I'm not trying to get my tooth knocked out by a 16 year old. Like that's what I was also. Yeah. Know, like it's. There is but like a white 16 year old boy at a rap concert. Yeah, it's not happening I, to me. I'm not going out like that. But I mean, I, I like that you like described that, that you, you know, made that point that he, his rise is mostly due to commitment and like energy. <laughs> like, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, placements, but like going for broke all the time. Um. Yeah, and it's like that. That is so much of the irony, because to me, it's not just that. On top of the fact of the subculture of a Travis Scott concert, it's almost like he's one of those artists. And this is super rare in rap, I would say. Right? I think in general, rap has a bad rap in terms of uh the quality of the average live performance of rap music. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. live performance and rap is not always great if you compare it to something like literally anything else aside from maybe pop, right? Um, yeah, it, rap is not always the best for it, right? And yet Travis Scott sort of distinguished himself in this way as being one of the rare rappers where it's like, eh, you kind of have to go to the live show to get it. You know what I mean? Like you really didn't yeah. get Travis Scott unless you were at the show. In this in the position you were in, frankly, right? Like yeah. that's sort of what it means to really get Travis Scott. Yeah, I mean, like there is. I th- okay, the, the the last comment I'm going to make about this 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 documentary because I think it kind of like illustrates this point really well. Like there is a clip where he steps off the PJ gets into a Tahoe and he's just like, you know, play that stuff that Murder Beat sent me and like he hears the beat for the butterfly effect, butterfly effect the first time and he's like kind of like eh, humming to himself making the traces of the melody in the car already 
like the words that are the, the words to the song that are absolutely nonsensical and like syllabically unbalanced. It annoys the shit out of me. It's a bad song. And yet it became one of the biggest songs in the country off the strength of like one, the absolute delirium of the video to James Harden and probably three, like the strength of the performances. It's just yeah. like, there's <laughs> it, it, like, it's because it's such a, like the opening, like weird aquatic synthy notes of the song are like, there's like you, there's a Pavlovian response to them. Like at these shows. Yeah. And yeah, totally. Like also, it's just like the, and these and most of like it's just like a lot of these songs are unremarkable on first listen, and then you hear them in this setting, and they make sense in a way that they yeah. never would if you were just kind of like, I'm like, let me sit down and listen to this eleventh, this this twelve song album or whatever, however many songs are on his albums. They're like little yeah, that's definitely that's definitely how I thought about him. That's definitely how I thought about Travis until birds in the trap that's the album where i was like oh this makes sense as an album actually and i will defend yeah. pretty much every song on that album um but yeah that's totally it i think it's also like you're describing we're describing like travis dynamics in general like the dynamics of a travis scott concert and then the, the other thing that makes it feel like it just compounds like the tragedy and irony right it's like this sense of man you know people ain't been out their house like talking about you know, in the past two years. So this, it's like, is, yeah, this is sort of the return of concert culture in general. And it's this dark moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, imagine, uh, it, it's just like, imagine being, like, you, you, you began the pandemic at, like, 12, 13, and you come out of the pandemic, you know, getting to enjoy the, you know, freedoms of adolescence finally you get to go to the show with your friends and then this happens yeah. you know it's just really sad to think about um, I do you think I think this is a little hard to talk about but like you think people gonna blame Travis like do you think it's hard I, I look at the situation and I again, always it's like I think it, there's, this, there's this always happens, even uh I know you remember the Ariana Grande situation with the the Manchester yeah. concert. People like blamed yeah, yeah. her for like there were people that were like blaming her somehow for the complete aberration of a terrorist attack happening during a show. Like yeah, and I mean like if that can happen, of course like people are gonna blame Travis for 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 this. I mean, like, it's like yeah. a natural I mean, I, consequence of being like being the kind of being the kind of performer that incites a level of chaos that is not all the way out of control, but pretty close. Yeah, I, I was going to say, because like that's to me is the obvious contrast with Ariana, right? It's not like Ariana at them shows like if you fuck with terrorism, put your hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Travis is in this weird position where he is like so he's so proudly reckless that when something like this happens, it looks like some shit coming due. You know what I mean? Because I think even though yeah. I'm a person who like 
like grew warm to his music over time. I, I think Travis has carried with him throughout his career this sense of like, he's kind of a dirtbag. You know what I mean? He's kind of a little too reckless, I think is the yeah. aura a little bit. And I think that's what, even if you can read the sort of the news reports and see the details about him seeing people in the crowd and trying to do something once it was too late, it's just like, I don't know. I just, I just feel... You know, it feels like it's already happening, right? That the blame game of it, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that clip, that clip I was talking about, like after, like there is kind of a, there's like a, like, like this really pregnant silence, like as, like, and there's just like this sort of milling that's happening as these fans are getting stretched out, unconscious and. Travis is standing on top of, you know, the whatever the 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 jumbotron in the rafters or whatever, just trying to get some sort of a hold of the situation, being like, uh, all right, hey, like, are we cool? Thumbs up if we're cool. Thumbs up if we're cool. All right, let's let's keep going. Like, I mean, like, and that's your temp your, your temperature check on the crowd of having two maybe lifeless bodies carried out. Yeah. Like, uh, during your show is yeah. I mean like but I also don't know what you would do like I mean it's I I don't I don't know I don't know what the solution to that is it does definitely feel like you know you do get the sense of uh, you're right you've been speeding and now you're getting the ticket yeah 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 or you getting in the tank if anything oh so yeah, yeah I also feel like this is like the end of World, but I, that's my that seems inevitable but yeah. um yeah, I don't know. Let's let's take a break, especially because we're gonna get into something a bit more uh, argumentative, but and also frivolous in the next segment here. So let's let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers: thirty-seven thousand, twenty-five, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
they've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. By now, I'm sure you are all well aware that Kanye West smokes weed. How do we know that? Mm. Because he hit the blunt <laughs> on Drink Champs. <laughs> the Drink Champs interview that happened like over this, uh, this, 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 this past week is just. I mean, there's just there's just so much going on in there, you know. And uh, we we have a lot we have a lot to say about it. But off top, I I want us to acknowledge that like none of us have watched. None of us, none I nor Justin nor our producer Stefan, who's going to be joining us, have watched the entire Drink Champs interview because you don't watch. Yeah, I'm halfway whole through. Drink. It, yeah, you don't you don't sit yeah. down and watch whole Drink Champs. The, the motherfuckers is three hours long. Like you gotta like you gotta like take parts of it, and and also it's just like it's it is a war of a, it's a bit of a war of attrition because Nori talks over everyone, and like you know. Has to bring in crowd effects every fifteen seconds, like make you some know, noise damn. for Mike adjusting. Make, make some noise yeah, for Mike. Make, make some noise, noise for Mike. Give it up. Give it up for Mike. Give it up. Give it up for Mike. You, you, you want to drink? Oh, 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 Kanye, 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 you you produce Takeover? Damn, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Make some noise for that guy, Kanye West. Give it up for Kanye West for this Takeover, goddamn Kanye West. Um, yeah, I would yeah, say okay. But, the, uh, the caveat I'll make is, you know, the last time I listened to like just straight through in one sitting, I listened to a Drink Champs interview when I was driving from Maine to New York City. That's that's the only kind of circumstance which I'm gonna sit and just like go through the whole thing in one shot. Is when Cam yeah. was on. Um, Amazing so, episode for the record. Listen, yeah, please go <laughs> and listen to Cam. Cam, Cam, Cam on the, the Cam episode, episode. Yes. the Two Chains <laughs> episode. The uh, I like there's DMX, there's so the DMX one, yeah. The DMX one, there's so many good ones. Um, but like, oh, I the, the Kanye Siegel, one, I'm Beanie. not like you know, I'm not ready to, to say that it is that it is classic yet. Um, yeah, but, you know what, it because uh, he got that sleep, you know, he was she was red capping, but Kanye kind of has that sleepy Joe energy. <laughs> this is my problem with the first half, I will say. He's a little sleepy Joe about it, but yeah. Uh, we're only he talking was... about it because we want to isolate a particular point of disagreement that Jay Z also felt the need to address in a way similar to which we will now address it. Um, the shit about Just Blaze. Uh, we're basically in the middle of this interview, Kanye. He's like, no, I forget what, how Nori tees him up. But he's so like, Nori does this thing towards the end of the show where he's like, it's like this or that, either or, right? Yeah, so he's yeah, like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Drake or, he's like, uh, if you could predict, if you could pick a producer, give me, it was Swiss or it was Just Blaze. And he says, I'm going to go with Swiss because Swiss is original. Just Blaze is a copycat. He copied yeah. my whole flow on the blueprint. He yeah. stole my whole thing with the soul samples. And I just don't like with him. I like Just Blaze, but he's a copycat. And it was like, wait, wait. Everybody in the room was like, what are you doing right now? Didn't he say something like he's a nice guy? Is kind of he's a nice guy. Some shit. And then it's like his specifics make even less sense. He says something about like, well, I did the first half and then it got past Just Blaze and he just copied that. 
And it's just like, wait, what? First of all, structurally, that's not, the album does not sound like anyone who knows the blueprint. I don't think anybody listens to that album with the sense of like, man, the Just Play songs on this sound like fake Kanye songs. That's not how the album sounds at all. <laughs> Where's this coming from? <laughs> like, what is he not talking even about? A little bit. Like, it's, I'm telling you, man, re- d- divorced dad, revenge dad fantasy. There's, it's, it's, he's, he's playing it out like it's a fever. It's not the, it's, it's just the, that's what it is. Like this, the sleepy Joe energy you're describing is like what makes the interview like sad, more sad than funny. Yeah. Cause you know what it is? There's a moment early in the interview to you, the, the dad thing you're saying is this early in the interview, Nori is like, yo, I read in the headlines that you don't even have a house. Like you're so rich. You don't even have a house. Isn't that ironic? And Kanye, he does the thing where he puts his white voice on and he goes, well, you know, um, when, you know, when my when my daughter FaceTimes me, uh, that's home. And I was like, that's the sound of a man who has been to family court. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> that's it. That's family court like, voice. Damn, I dig it. You are down horrendous. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> like, it's... I like the clip where he says, yo, that's still my wife. The papers ain't filed yet. So that's still my wife. <laughs> that is, that's still, that's somebody that's in the middle of a divorce. I know I'm going to get my, my bitch back. Whoa. That's still my wife. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's... <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I the courts are out of final say. Um, but even on the... Can we I mean, like, like, on the was, merits? Like, on what is he talking stream, about? Doing push-ups. <laughs> oh, uh, in the, in, in the locker room, yes. Yeah, sleep in the locker room. <laughs> I stay so ready right. so I don't have to I get ready. That. I hated the whole thing. <laughs> um, I hated everything right, about guys, it. Let me, uh, and we're still in it. Can I get There's a hot take? With it. I have a hot take. That Please. The people might not enjoy it. And I'm, I'm a big Kanye fan. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I'm a huge Kanye fan. But I think that if we're talking about producers that have synergy with, with Jay-Z, Kanye West might be closer to five. He's in the top five, but he might be closer to five than he is to one. And Just Blaze is way higher on the totem pole to me. Uh, I actually don't think that that's that hard of a take. And like the evidence of it is to me, like Watch the Throne, because it's just that's just a Kanye album with Jay Z also wearing black on it. That's 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 what that that's what Watch the Throne is. I'm not saying that it's not like a, you know, it's, it's not album. whatever. It's it, yeah, album. it's like it's just that there is. I mean, wait, I'm sorry. So my audio cut out for. I mean, my Zoom cut out, and I come back, and you guys are talking about Watch the Throne is a great album. Okay. Oh, this, I I said I I said that like Watch the Throne is like evidence of the of you know of that. Uh, that it's you know it's a Kanye West album where Jay Z is also wearing black on it. There's it's it's not like you know their coming together doesn't necessarily sound like it was. Yeah, it's for the people who have that much chemistry. It's supposed to sound a lot better. Whereas like just Blaze as a producer brings out way more Jay Z. Yes, I agree. I think Ski yeah. Beats did a way better yeah. job than Kanye West. Yeah. I have Premier, I have Timbo, 
You know what I mean? Like, like dead no presidents. Could, dead yeah, presidents is yeah, a better no beat ID. than anything Tom Kanye ever. Yeah, yes, yeah. Filling in dead presidents, we could you could do whatever. Kanye West could say whatever. But it's like, also that's, it's also the thing, Michael. We've talked about this on the pod before, right? This whole idea. It's like, look, w- one of the most healthy things that that uh, people who pay attention to hip hop or maybe even pop music more generally for a living could do is acknowledge that, like. Them niggas don't like each other. Like Kanye and Jay Z do not. Like, like, we're, well, I'll put it like this: like, Jay Z does not like him. Let's put it like that. They, they're not friends. That's not real. It's like celebrity yeah, marriages. Like, like that's just not real. No, it's not a like, real thing. Regardless of what you saw on a vlog or however many hugs they shared or whatever pictures came from the vacation they took as a the the vacation they took as a family and how many love letters like Kanye's recorded to him, like you know. Jay Z wants to hang out with Richard Branson, not Kanye West. Like it's there's it's a different sort of like he just yeah. It's and like it's the, literally like, the C words. It's like an American gangster where doesn't watch this. Like you're too loud. You're making too much noise. Yeah, have either of you guys watched this series on Netflix? It's like kind of picked up uh, a lot of steam. Called You. Yeah. So I have not this, the, you know, it bas- basic premise, basic premise for Micah and for listening is this dude is a stalker. He gets really obsessed with women. Oh, the Penn Badgley thing. Yeah. yeah. He just, he just yeah. is like, he's like a romantic stalker. And like, he ends up in like relationships with these people. He's like trying to be healthy, but then it just always, his stalker jumps out. Right. And it's just never healthy. And it always goes to an extreme place and people getting killed and put in cages and shit. Anyway, that's Kanye's relationship to Jay-Z. Jay-Z knows that he is <laughs> in a you, a you gossip girl, Pim Badgley type situation. And he, he either has to play along with it or he's going to be in a cage and then get chopped up. Uh, and those are his options. Um, I know this is like I brought us to a tangent and you know what I want to make a you, you said Stefan like you said that the, the tee up was the question about Just Blaze or Swiss Beats was that it so yeah that was the tee up and then uh, before we got here I, I you know I put my, my my hot take I say Kanye might you know what I mean he might be out he might be five in like top five producers to have synergy with Jay-Z and we could make an argument he might be six but that's like a hot take from me, you know? Some people I, might not agree with it. I just think that even apart from the the particulars of wh- why did Kanye jump out the window and start shitting on Just Blaze, it's not even a good faith answer to that question. Like, come on, the answer to the question is like, you take Just Blaze over Swiss Beats. Like, y'all were just talking about Watch the Throne. Did y'all hear Welcome to the Jungle? Did y'all hear Open Letters, the song? <laughs> that It's like he programmed... There was like that whole stretch of Swiss's career where it sounds like he made his beats on like a flip phone like the, it's just the beats were just him hitting keys on a flip phone and he recorded it with the tape recorder held up to the phone come on man yeah uh, that was the 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 uh you know the buckle fitted era the, like, it was like not good like, <laughs> the Nazis. you can, yeah, you can like accuse the, just the, plays the, ripping you off all you want he ain't do that shit he didn't have a fa- he did not have yeah, a yeah they, they was wearing fitters with the Zadati buckles on them at that time man it was just it was a wild time um and Bloomberg was, was mayor in New York. It was different. And I mean, like, yeah, it was like it's he made a lot of songs that felt distinctly two thousand whatever the year he produced them. You feel me? Yes. It's it's like uh, there's it's, t- songs that feel very of the time that they were produced. This is what I mean to say. Yes. 
Was there any other super shit we saw Kanye say? Because I'm still working through the interview. I'm trying to think if there's anything else he said that legit pissed me off. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, it's so much to take from it. Like, it's it's the Kanye I mean, West interview experience. It's like, you got to, like, really, like, all right, was, you gotta, where was he you at gotta with be, this? Yeah, you got to care enough to pour over it, like, you know, and... Honestly, the only things that really pop out anymore are like, you know, the Drake subs and the stuff and him, you know, saying stuff about his wife. And uh, Oh, did y'all talk about the Jay Prince video? But wait, oh, before no, we get to no, Jay no, Prince, no, no, no. Oh, wait, 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 before no. we get to Jay Prince, I want to ask you guys, what do you what do you guys think about the versus comment where he says he's got to battle four people at once? He can't battle just one person. He got to battle a producer a rapper, a performer. He's like, you can line them all up and I'll battle them all at one time because okay. me and Drake is not a bet. Yeah, that's well, I mean, not he a, okay. always says shit like, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm a, like, I'm the best, I'm one of the, I'm also one of the best athletes of all time. I go one versus MSG, you know, when I perform every day. Mm, he, he's, you know, mm-hmm. the dumb shit that he always says. Like, you know, uh, I would rather like have Kanye music, vid- like, it's just like, do some VMA shit. Not like, you know, yeah, I don't know that I necessarily want a Kanye versus. Yeah, you know what it is? You have to, you have to, if he has an in-person versus, we're presuming in-person, Kanye versus, it has to be in a room with somebody who you you believe that if if things went a little too far with like pop Kanye in the mouth a little bit, you can't put him in a room he with can't have, who's just going to chuck away from it. He can't have This is why we need creative. DMX to still be alive. He can't have... He can't have... Yo, dog. Like, it needs to be... like a, It's like, it's like Kanye has to have, like, a vertical... Like, his verses can only... It has to be, like, we're back at Summer Jam and he's going deck at deck with, like, Swiss Beats on, like, at Summer Jam. He can't... Like, yeah. he can't have creative direction over how the verses is going to look or how his sound is or any of this other stuff. Like, it has to be a completely neutral location and he has to just step in and play his, play his shit. Like, it's like, he that's the only way a Kanye versus works. Yeah. Maybe, like, Pharrell probably has that, like, yeah, calming been, energy where yeah, he'll be like, hey, yeah, you're right. yeah, 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 you're going over the ledge, yeah. Like, Pharrell's, like, such a nice person, you're going to be like, damn, I'm wilded out. Like, if he's telling me I'm wilded, <laughs> then I'm really wilded. Yeah. Yeah, like, Pharrell, like, will make him feel bad for a fellow, A yeah, fellow new on, black man. Pharrell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, a fellow exactly. new black Pharrell. So, uh, a fellow, a fellow, a fellow new black with bass in his voice, you know. Uh, yeah. It's... it's <laughs> Yo, we got. Can we talk about Jay Prince? <laughs> but please, oh right, the Jay Prince. Y'all right, set okay. this up. I'm sick of this shit. This video is insane. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's it doesn't breaking, matter. Breaking like it's, it's, it's like it's, it's, recording. it's it's like it doesn't even. Okay, so Kanye is <laughs> is dragging the tattered corpse of the you know OVO versus Good Music beef, Drake versus Kanye beef. Out of the, you know, uh, sewage-filled culver pipe that it was that it was stuffed in at like a and 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 was just kind of like yo, bloody bloody blah. I don't even remember what it was specifically, but Jay Prince, Jay Prince, who, uh, how do we describe Jay Prince like as like a cultural deep in the streets? Figure? 
Like, I mean, his name rings bells like at Sunday at 12 o'clock. The closest he's thing like the to the Godfather. Yeah, it's like Candyman slash Godfather. He really, like, yeah, is, he's the body he's snatcher. The like, it's, I still, like, I still remember there was, like, that one <laughs> clip of, like, Jay Press walking out, like, at, uh, like, he's, like, he was stepping out of a house with, like, a, like, he never rolls with any less than like five niggas anyway. Like, you know, and yeah. the camera, the camera person was like, you know, coming up and it was like a thing that he was doing, I think for his book tour for uh, that respect uh, book he put out a couple years ago. And yeah. like, there's a, there's like a brief moment and you have to be looking for it where there's like the, the, the five guys that are already like outside, like the, the, the motorcade that he steps into. Then there's another dude that comes out from behind the door with his hand, like, you know, near his waist. And he just like kind of puts his hand out and the guy steps back behind the door. (laughs) Like, this is at the beginning of a vlog. I was just like, this is like some cold shit. Um, Jay Prince doesn't look like he says a lot of words either. Yeah. He he just kind of like, you know, that's like, I don't know. Like the scene, Y'all, I don't know if y'all have watched like the harder they fall, but there's like this one scene where like Idris Elba, basically, like uh, the Keith Stanfield plays his his shooter, like uh, like the, his quick draw or whatever, and he doesn't. There's there's a Confederate captain that's holding him hostage. Blah 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 blah, and he just kind of like looks at him, looks at Cherokee, and then like he shoots the guy. Like he doesn't say anything. No words are exchanged. But like I, I think mm-hmm. that he is Jay Prince is a similar character, just kind of like sins for people with by tapping his you know knuckle ring on the table sort yeah. of shit. Yeah. But uh, can we talk about Kanye West <laughs> like reading out loud like like this is like I felt like I was back in like second There's grade a, where your teacher forced yeah, you to read the book. You know, you know why you thought that? Because the wall they're standing against looks like <laughs> the they're posture, in the middle school. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like and, the, school, like, and the posture that Kanye has where it's like his like it's only his, his ass shoulders? is touching the wall. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like <laughs> his shoulders all rounded <laughs> and shit. He looks terrifying. He looks, he's in contrite. this video with Jay Prince. Yeah, contrite is one word yeah. for it. He looks like a look. He I'm gonna tell you, chasing. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I, I, back in the day, back in the day, beginning of the war on terror, I was in high school. My high school, <laughs> my county had a pilot program where we had laptops from from Apple. They donated laptops. All had laptops in the high school. We all hacked them. You got around the firewall. You got around the restriction Roxy's. on the laptop. And this is before YouTube, right? So we were downloading videos. And let me tell you, on those laptops in my high school, I watched a fair share of them fucking Al-Qaeda propaganda videos. I know that energy. This man looked like he had been kidnapped by the Taliban. Kanye West, who's who's been for like five years just talking nothing but non-consecutive shit to everyone who speaks to him on camera, within view of a camera, whatever. And then in this video... He looks like he has been abducted and is being held for ransom. And is reading directly from a, from like, I mean, no improv, like, so, like his whole thing is improvisation. I'm a yeah. speak, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a like, yeah, I'm a, like, I'm a, say, I'm a say, I'm a free thinker. And he didn't, like, it was like, I'm not missing any words. I'm reading directly <laughs> from this phone. <laughs> and I'm not going to, we are using the agreed upon language. 
Like that oh, is wait. not a Kanye West thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got it's a question. Like, so, <laughs> yo, how many takes did it take no! to see that? Viral no, I'm gonna video? tell you. I'm gonna tell how you. How it took many, one take. It took said, one. That's why you're trembling it the whole time. One take. Because Jay Prince that's told him, you, you saw get this Jay Prince was standing in there on camera with those like Jay Prince was sitting like he's wearing those uh those those gradient ice shades from from a whole two decades <laughs> ago. <laughs> yes, he is. Inside, those. inside, you do Weirdo, not fuck Michael, with a nigga like that with a with a mini fro with a with a mini fro. It's like it is. Wait, what? What'd you say? Where is it happening? Where is all this happening? By the way, we have to tell that part of the story. Wait, what? What what are you talking about? Oh, where's the video happening? Yeah. Wait, inside of a church. A church, bro. Oh my god, it's inside inside of a. a, Yeah, it was. It was inside of a church. Is that crazy, is the best man. part. And the tweet, what was the tweet? Jay, Jay Bruce was like, yo, like, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't allow the spirit of the Lord to interfere in our business or whatever the hell yeah. it was. Well, he said, I had no, no, he starts the tweet by saying, I hadn't planned to meet Kanye here, but I'm glad we didn't let the spirit of the Lord. You know, interfere. like, it's <laughs> like the whole, crazy shit, it's bro. so scary when street niggas use business <laughs> language. <Yes. laughs> He started talking about tour reform and shit. I'm like, oh, no, we get out of here, bro. It's a wrap. I'm done. Nah, I'll read man, what you want to read. I've literally never seen Kanye like that. He's literally reading off his phone. like It's like a court order. That looked terrible. Man. I would like to apologize to my brother, Drake, and also for disrupting class on <laughs> May the 16th. I promise to do better it's Friday for morning, the rest of the May semester. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, so no. they what is we, what treating you... us good. <laughs> so this Kanye Drake concert to free Larry Hoover, this is going to be insane. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be really crazy. I don't even know what to take or what uh, to make of this performance. That's not. That's, on, co- bro. that's, that's, not that's what the whole apology no, is. Not He's, happen. Come on. That's bro. what he apologized and said. Yo, me and Drake Duh. are coming together to perform together and put all of it to side. Uh, we, had, we just had Astro World. We can't, I mean, bro. We can't do that. I, Listen, I mean, everybody, be easy, be safe. I think that's all I got to say about it. I'm sure Jay <laughs> Prince will make sure this goes off without a hitch. Jay Prince, don't look up my IP address, man. I'm a fan. <laughs> oh no! Be, be, be safe. Hold on. That's why they give us the VPN. That's why. That's why Dale gave us the VPN. You're supposed to have it on as you slipping. You don't want slipping, not me. Uh, <sighs> listen, that's all I got this week. Unless y'all got anything else, I mean, listen, nah, you can hit man, us up. Jay Prince, hit yeah. us up at soundonlypod at gmail.com. Big fans of you, Jay big, Prince. Big fans. Big, big fan. Big fan. Your book, love your book. Big fan. I, I, I bought your book twice on, on, on Kindle <laughs> and in hardback. It's cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, it's, right. it's, support it's, independent publishers. Um, I'm Justin Charity. <laughs> and I'm Micah Peters. Uh, Stefan, thank you. Shout out to our producer, Stefan, who's been on the episode this week. We'll see y'all next week. See ya. <laughs>